Good evening, loveys. Welcome to the Grand Compendium. I'm Tish. I hope you enjoyed your week. I hope it was lovely. It's a rainy night tonight. I hope everyone is driving safe or staying safe. Tonight, I'm going to do a mini episode. Tonight's mini episode is on the Jamesons. I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, I often get really caught up in unsolved um, murders and the big thing for me is disappearances. When people disappear and just there's no trace of them. They just disappear and it's just like one minute they're there and the next they're gone that I really get um, that's something that really gets me and I just become I can't let it go I really can't I will I just can't stop thinking about it and I will read things, I'll just read anything I can once I hear a story about a certain, you know, about an individual who just goes missing. Because it makes no sense to me. People do not just disappear. Um, so, yeah, I just can't let it go. So I, the story I'm about to do, I... Remember when I heard it the first time, it just, I thought about it. And I thought about this story for months and I kind of obsessed over a little bit and then I just let it go. And then, um, I kind of thought about it again. And then as I was researching stuff to do a mini episode on, it just popped up in my search again. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a story on this. So this story is uh, about Jameson's. So on October 8th, 2009, Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson packed up their truck and their six-year-old daughter and their dog Maisie and they went into the Sands Boys Mountain in Oklahoma so when people were interviewed when the you know during investigations and stuff they spoke to Sherilyn's son she had a son from a previous relationship and he said that he had spoken to his mother earlier that week and she never said anything about moving or about taking any trips so Sherilyn so they packed up their stuff and they left uh, so just a little quick background on Sherilyn and Bobby. Sherilyn suffered from bipolar disorder and she was prescribed medication, but it was said that she 
um, managed her uh, condition poorly. And Bobby was in a car accident in 2003 and he suffered from chronic back pain. So um, it was rumored to, uh, or it was said that the marriage just, it wasn't great. And so Bobby and Sherilyn pretty much kept to themselves. They weren't really, um, they weren't a social couple. So, uh, they packed up their stuff and they go. So on a Saturday, October 17th, 2009, same year, hunters, uh, out on their dirt bikes, they come across an abandoned truck in Latimer County. Um, that's Northwest of Red Oak. And they called the police. So when they call the police, the police, they take the report. And at first, they think that the truck is a stolen truck. Because in the report, it was suggested that the truck was only there for a few hours. But one of the same hunters that called, called back and said, no, this truck has been here for like days. It's just been out here. So when they go out to check out the truck turns out the truck belonged to the Jamesons. Jamesons. So where they found the truck, it was about an hour away from the Jamesons' house in uh, Eufalia. But the family, they could not, they weren't anywhere to be found. So um, Israel Bouchamp, who was the sheriff of Latimer County, uh, he thought that maybe the truck was stolen. I don't know if maybe he thought the truck was stolen from the house or from wherever the family was. But then, I guess upon closer inspection, he realized that there was, there were just things that were super sus about the whole thing. So he was like, all right. We're going to go all out. We're going to do a super big search. So they searched the area and they had over 400 people. They had horses, they had mules, ATVs, 16 cadaver dogs, and an unmanned uh, drone. And they found nothing. But during the search, their cadaver dogs kept picking up scents of the family by water towers so they quickly they were like we need to drain these and they drained them but they still found nothing no sign of the family at all so they turned to the truck and when they searched the truck they found bobby and sherilyn's cell phones thirty-two thousand dollars in cash maps, uh, GPS, Sherilyn's purse, their wallets, and they found their poor dog, Maisie, in the truck, thirsty and malnourished. Now, that dog was in the car by herself for nine days. These hunters, 
come across the truck they call the police you know they're like hello police we found this truck it's abandoned they're hunting so I mean do you go hunting without do you not hydrate while you hunt did they not offer this paw dog water that's the first thing I thought I'm an animal lover and if I saw the dog I'm going to be like that poor dog needs water so I don't know but anyway moving along they also found that the truck was working it had gas and the truck had not been in an accident so they don't know why it was just sitting there the money they found was also under the seat they also didn't find any uh, signs of a struggle in or out of the truck so they just had nothing they had nothing they they didn't know what had happened what was going on just there was nothing no family no signs of a struggle all their belongings were still there so obviously they weren't robbed they didn't need it because it was there so where did they go without their stuff it's very strange so fast forward November 16th 2013 2.7 miles from where they found the truck in 2009 some deer hunters were out and they found remains and the remains were of two adults and a child the remains were found in a smoke in the smokestack hollow area of panola mountain and it's extremely it's said, it's said to be extremely remote and the bodies were extremely decomposed the remains all they were were three skulls a number of bone and bone fragments shoes and clothing scraps that's all they had and it basically took eight months to confirm that it was in fact the Jamesons so they had these remains they it took eight months to confirm that it was the family and it was impossible to really to say what to determine what was the cause of death even though Bobby's skull had a small hole that they suspected might be a bullet hole but the police would eventually just they would throw that theory out and they would be like no I guess they felt like they didn't have enough to go on but um, the deer hunters who found the remains they didn't agree with that they they weren't so sure I guess I mean they're hunters and when they saw the skulls they must have been like nah nobby that that's a that's a bullet hole like that person was shot so that's all they had 
the police followed every, like, they investigated it. They asked questions. They had suspects. They followed every line of inquiry. And they just came up with nothing. They couldn't find out what happened to this family. They just had nothing. Absolutely nothing. So this family just like died and nothing how that's possible I don't know but we'll get there so there were very there were many theories as to how the family died one of the theories was murder-suicide. So when Israel Bouchamp searched the truck, along with the letter, oh, oh, not the letter, I haven't got there yet, <laughs> along with the money and the belongings, they found a letter, an 11-page letter from, it was called a hate letter, from Sherilyn to Bobby and in this letter it said that Sherilyn basically told Bobby like how much she hated him and how she hated that he was a loner and a hermit she accused Bobby of not caring about their daughter and she basically told him that she wanted a divorce Sherilyn was known to or was said to own a 22 and that she carried this with her in the truck so remember i said that when they found the remains and they had the remains they um they said that bobby's skull had a small hole that could have been a bullet wound so one of the theories is that Sherilyn shot and killed Bobby and then killed herself and their six-year-old daughter. The only thing that doesn't back that up is the fact that there were no injuries to prove that on her or the six-year-old. And they also didn't, they never found the weapon. So there was a rumor that she always had a 22 on her, but there, there was no 22. And again, there were no uh, bullet wounds on her or um, their six-year-old daughter. So that, I, I don't think that was the case. Um, another theory was a satanic cult. So apparently the area of Oklahoma that the Jameses are from are known for their satanic cults. And according to Sherilyn's mother, around the time of their disappearance, Sherilyn was on a hit list. But a na the name of the alleged cult was never given and they never found any link to any um 
satanic cults to even like make a connection so I I don't know I don't think that I don't know I, that also doesn't sit well with me so I don't think that that's an explanation that I'm willing to accept either. Um, one of the other theories was a drug deal gone wrong. So that area is also known for their drug activity. And um, namely meth labs. And also the area that they were found in, the Sands Boys area, uh, that is also known for their meth labs. And rumor had it that Bobby had recently reported someone in the area for running one. So the talk was that Bobby and Sherilyn had been on drugs. So there's a, a video of... The couple, on the day that they left, there's a video of them packing. And the video, they, you, they just, they're walking back and forth. I don't really know what they're doing. It's really hard to tell if they are packing because they're just walking back and forth so the claim is is on in that video of them packing um they really do like in the video they kind of look out of it but i mean anything could be happening in that video there's no sound and it's really grainy i mean this is like in 2009 the video quality is not the greatest but um so people were looking, were watching the video and they say because they look skinny and pale and out of it, they could be under the influence of drugs in the video. And they think that maybe they had gotten into something, they got, you know, way in over their heads. They saw something that they shouldn't have seen and dealers killed them but if that was the case I mean they had $32,000 in cash in the truck so why wouldn't they have at least taken the money that also doesn't make sense to me I mean I don't see drug dealers taking anything else but like at least take the money no like that doesn't I mean hello the other theory was that Bobby's dad killed them. So the Jamesons have filed a protective order against Bobby's dad and he, uh, because he threatened to kill them over like some bad business deal that just, I, I guess things had just soured. They have filed in April 2009 Bobby claimed that his father intentionally hit him with his car 
on November 1st, 2008. So I guess Bobby and his dad had always kind of had like a rough relationship and um, they eventually ended up going to court because Bobby accused his dad of going back on an agreement that they had. Bobby's dad owned a gas station and Bobby's father said that he would give him half of the money from the sale of the gas station. Bobby uh, apparently worked at the gas station often. So he must have told Bobby that he was going to give him some money from the sale of the gas station and then he never did he went back on that and so Bobby took him to court Bobby's father became upset about this and things just didn't go well he threatened them and it was rumored that Bobby's father had like some connections to the Mexican mafia um the thing is is Bobby's father had died two months after the family disappeared. But Bobby's uncle claimed that his father was either in the hospital or a rest home around the time that the family disappeared. And like investigators and when, when they were investigating it, they spoke to Bobby's father and they claimed that he had an alibi so they cleared him as a suspect. The other um, theory was a pedophile ring kidnapped the family to get their six-year-old. This one, I, I just, no. So there's a picture that was found in Sherilyn's phone and it's said to be the last picture taken and it's a picture that was taken in the mountains and it's of their six-year-old so people close to the family who've seen the picture say that they believe it was taken by somebody else because in the picture their six-year-old looks like she's not happy She's crossing her arms and you can find the picture online if you look up the case. Um, but it's really difficult to translate what you see in their daughter's face. Because it really doesn't look like she's upset. Um, It's like, I mean, she's six years old. She could be making any kind of face. It's, it doesn't necessarily look like she's upset or angry, but I don't know. I, again, I looked at the picture and I was like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can say, if I could comfortably say that she looks upset. Um, but I don't, I also don't know her. I, I, you know. The family, family and friends would know her better. So they said that she looked like she was unhappy and they think that someone other than Bobby or Sherilyn had taken the picture. So the theory is that 
a pedophile ring kidnapped the family to get to the six-year-olds. How they all ended up dead? I Maybe something went wrong. I don't know. The last theory is the witchcraft haunted house theory. So it's said that the family consulted with, uh, with their priest about needing an exorcism done on their house because they claimed that their house was haunted by a malevolent spirit, which was their daughter's imaginary friends. Um, Bobby also claimed that he had purchased special bullets to kill spirits that were living on his roof and he was going to use a satanic Bible to exercise the spirits in his house. Um, one of Sherilyn's friends said that she and Sherilyn would sometimes do seances at the house. Um, also, a neighbor was rumored to have poisoned Sherilyn's cats. And Sherilyn was not happy about it, obviously. Um, and she would say witches did not like it when their cats were killed. But I mean, I would be pissed too if somebody was poisoning my cats. Um, but, you know, friends and family did agree that strange things did happen in their house and that the energy was heavy and depressing. And I will say this. I do believe very much. I am a believer in the supernatural, but I am also a believer in energy. Sherilyn had a son. Um, she had another child from a previous marriage and she had been taken to court for custody and the husband, the ex-husband was given custody of said child and the little boy had said that he wanted to live with the father because Sherilyn could, you know, she, her, because of her disposition, she could become very depressed. Um, I do believe that when the, you leave your energy, your energy can have an, uh, an effect on your environment. If the family and um, family and friends went to the house and felt like weird things were happening or they, they, they also said that they would leave there feeling, um, heavy and feeling depressed. If she was, I mean, she suffered from bipolar disorder if she just felt, you know, she was having a really low, low day, she is emitting that energy. And I feel like they would leave the house and they would just carry that energy. You know, you, we leave our energy wherever we are. So she's what they're walking out of the house and they're just 
you know, they've been sitting in that energy. They leave the house and they're, they've just soaked up all of that energy. So, I mean, was their house haunted? I don't know. But they were definitely feeling something. Um, I just... How... Something happened. Someone is responsible for this family dying. I don't believe that they just wandered into the mountains or wandered into the woods and just perished. I don't, I don't, I just don't buy that. Something happened. Someone is responsible for this family being unalive. So how, I mean, it's 2021. How is it that there's no one being held responsible for this for so long? I, these, this is, this is the stuff that, because again, people don't just die on their own. I mean, unless you like die from natural causes, but, or do it to yourself, but I, this family, someone did this to them and it's driving me crazy. It really is. I need answers. Just like, I'm, like, like their family needs answers. And it's terrible. It's a terrible thing when your loved one just disappears or is taken from you in this way. And, and you're just left. You're just left like this with nothing to go on. Someone knows something and how they've gone so long without saying something is beyond me. And I feel like someone's going to trip up and I don't know. I've thought about each and each one of these theories, like which one is the most likely theory? And I don't like any of them because I feel like, like none of them make sense. I don't know. But if you have an opinion, if you think any of these theories make sense, please, I'd like to hear I like to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly. I don't know which one would be the more likely theory. The drug deal gone bad. No, that doesn't because there's $32,000 in cash still left in the car. 
So I don't think that's it. I mean, if, if that's another thing, right? If someone did kill them, maybe they didn't know that it was in the car because it was under the seat. Oh, you know what? That could be it. I was so focused on the fact that there was like money in the car, but it was under the seat. So maybe no one knew it was there. But all their belongings were in the car. And like the dog, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Because it's gonna, it's it's gonna turn into a thing. So I'm not gonna do it. All right, loveies. I'm gonna stop myself here. Because I can see where I'm gonna go now. It's, it's getting out of hand. Um, I have a Facebook, so if you guys would love, would like to leave your comments, opinions on this mini episode, it's Grim Compendium. It's on Facebook. Also, don't forget, I have a, um, email, Grim Compendium at Gmail. I'd love to hear your opinions. If you have anything you'd like me to do a story on, mini episode on, a book you want to hear next after um, Dracula, or if you just want to say hi, I'll appreciate it. I always appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining me, and I will see you soon, Sunday, for the next chapter of Dracula. Good night, lovies.